Happy Bowl game day, everybody. So what will LSU have to do today in order to get a win in the Citrus Bowl against Purdue? We'll get into that, plus so much more on today's edition of Locked on LSU. You are Locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we are on YouTube as well. And of course, Locked on LSU is part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every day. I graduated from LSU. I've been covering LSU sports since 2016, and I'm now a Sports Talk Radio host in Nashville, Tennessee. So I didn't know much about this Purdue team, to be completely honest with you. So on today's edition, we'll dive into exactly what Purdue will be looking like going into this game, what they've looked like all season long, and what LSU will have to do in order to become Citrus Bowl champions. But first, I want to let you know that today's edition of Locked LSU is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, happy new year, everyone. New year bowl game today. It's an exciting time to be an LSU fan. Uh, But of course, LSU taking on Purdue in the Citrus Bowl today. So what has Purdue looked like all season long? And what are they going into today? Well, Purdue enters the Citrus Bowl. They went eight and five on the season, won the Big Ten West, lost in the Big Ten Championship to uh, Michigan, uh, 43-22, which props to Purdue for at least being able to put up 22 points against that Michigan defense that looked a whole lot better this whole season than they looked against TCU yesterday. Of course, TCU beating Michigan, TCU, Georgia in the national championship. We'll get into all of that. You know, the, the macro picture of the college football playoff and the national championship later on in the week. But today is about LSU's bowl game. So Purdue is coming into this game, of course, eight and five on the season. Purdue, you know, a, a solid season. Um, they are going into this uh, this bowl game with arguably two of its most important pieces, two of its key pieces. I always say when evaluating a team, how good they are, how bad they might be, how good they can be. I look at two elements and that's coach and quarterback. I think that those are the two most important elements of any team. Well, Purdue will be without both of those things today. Of course, Jeff Brom, their head coach since 2017, he has left Purdue. He's heading to his alma mater, Louisville, uh, to take over as a head coach there. So Purdue will be without their head coach. Of course, we meant, or we talked to uh, Nick Dickinson of Locked on Big Ten this past week. His brother, Jeff Brom's brother, Brian Brom, the offensive coordinator, will be the interim head coach today. So at least a known commodity, at least on the Purdue sidelines, their offensive coordinator serving as head coach today, but uh, without Jeff Brom. And the second piece that they'll be without is their quarterback. Aiden O'Connell has declared for the NFL draft. He has opted out of the Citrus Bowl. So Purdue comes into this game ranked 48th in, in uh, yards per game offensively. 
Um, LSU, to put that in perspective, LSU is 29 in, uh, in, to- in total offense and yards per game. So that doesn't really, I mean, like you look at that and you're like, okay, well, it's not fantastic. It's not great. You know, top 50 in college football. I think the offense is one area of LSU that we'd like to improve. And LSU is 29, you know, almost 20 slots ahead of Purdue. But I think the interesting thing about Purdue, however, is that they are carried almost entirely by their passing offense, the 17th ranked passing offense, the top pass offense in the Big Ten. And that, I think, is a, a, a massive stat because you look at, Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, a quarterback who was projected to go top five in the draft, maybe even the top quarterback taken off the board in this year's draft. Look at C.J. Stroud being a Heisman Trophy finalist. I mean, C.J. Stroud, is, I think, is regarded as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I would say probably a top three quarterback in college football. Yet Purdue and Aiden O'Connell, statistically, in, in passing offense, have better numbers than Ohio State has. They're averaging about 287 passing yards per game. Aiden O'Connell on the season has 3,490 passing yards, 22 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. So Purdue is going to be you know, lacking its, its two biggest leaders, its two biggest you know, known commodities on the team and the coach and the quarterback. Um, but starting at quarterback today will be the six-year senior Austin Burton. He only has two career starts underneath his belt, and only one of those com- came at Purdue. Um, he transferred to Purdue from UCLA. He has one. He had one start at UCLA, but his one start at Purdue was against FAU. He went twenty-one of twenty-nine, one hundred and sixty-six yards, and three touchdowns. So you know, not a bad day, not a great day. Looks like he was carried mostly by. Uh, a short passing game, only 166 yards with three touchdowns. It's a, it's a solid, no solid notch. But Austin Burton in his six years of college football, only two starts. I think that kind of speaks volumes about who, what his abilities are as a quarterback. So Purdue, it's going to be, they are going to be, uh, I think, maybe lacking in leadership and definitely lacking in offensive production. Because Austin, excuse me, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, is not the only offensive piece that Purdue will be missing mightily in the Citrus Bowl against LSU today. So I'll break down exactly what they're losing and how LSU can capitalize on that. We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. So as a small business owner, maybe a hiring manager, you know that success in the new year in 2023, it all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with the people who have the skills, the values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. So going into the new year, for my company that I work for, I work for Radio Station, we like to switch things up. So in the new year, we started a couple new shows. We're moving around the schedule of the day. So to do that, we needed to find some new people to help us out and to smooth uh, out this transition that we're going into in the new year. So we went to LinkedIn Jobs. And the best part about it is that it'll be a really quick process because LinkedIn Jobs has the right tools to find the right people that you are trying to target. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, from the company, and from the 875 million member profiles to help your post to get help get your post in front of the most qualified candidates. So with a pool that large and with LinkedIn's data that'll absolutely find the right person to help you fill that job. 
LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks for making Locked On LSU your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So like I mentioned, Purdue going in the Citrus Bowl today without their starting quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, without their head coach, Jeff Brom. He will be heading to Louisville, his alma mater. But Aiden O'Connell is not the only key offensive piece that Purdue will be without today. I want to take a look at the opt-outs on both sides of the football. But looking at Purdue, of course, Aiden O'Connell will be out. He has declared for the NFL draft. But two of their most important pieces offensively outside of the quarterback position also have opted out of the Citrus Bowl. Their two leading receivers, wide receiver Charlie Jones, has decided to opt, opt out. Charlie Jones on the season, 110 receptions, 1,361 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Second leading receiver for Purdue this year is uh, tight end Payne Durham. He was their second leading receiver on the year. He had 56 receptions, 560 yards, eight touchdowns, and then added four rushing yards in the season. But really, like I mentioned, this Purdue offense really was carried by the pass. Um, So in total, looking at Charlie Jones and Payne Durham, two leading receivers, they accounted for almost 2,000 receiving yards, just shy of 2,000 receiving yards. Well, that is 52% of Purdue's 3,734 total passing yards. So over half of Purdue's passing offensive, you know, pass catchers are out. And then you add in the starting quarterback that is out as well. I think that this Purdue passing offense really is going to struggle mightily. So I look at what Purdue is going to want to do. I say that Purdue's offense was heavy on the pass, and I stand by that. Two pieces, or two pieces that they will be missing mightily in the passing game, but they're not going to be missing their key piece in the run game. And that is their leading rusher, Devin Mockaby, at 182 rush yards, 920 yards in the season, and nine touchdowns. So I'm looking at the opt-outs on the Purdue side of the football, comparing it to the opt-outs on LSU's side. Three of the six, B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, and Jaqueline Roy three of the key pieces of the defensive line, three leaders on the team as a whole, but specifically defensively, LSU will be without. So Purdue, offensively, going to be really struggling in the pass game, but their key piece in the run game will be there. 
three of LSU's key pieces on the defensive line are out. All of that, to me, spells to be a recipe for Purdue wanting to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's ex- I have to assume that that's going to be the game plan going into it, is let's run the ball down their throats, and if they beat us by taking out the you know the most proven commodity offensively in Devin Mockaby, then so be it. Because Purdue, I don't see any path to Purdue winning this football game by throwing the football. So what does that mean for LSU? One, that means you got to stop the run. You know, you got to stack the box. You got to take away the biggest threat. And that is Devin Mockaby. You got to take away what Purdue really truly has and what they believe in in their team right now and the team that they're able to field in the Citrus Bowl. And that's the run game. You have to take that away. So I expect LSU defensively to try and stack the box, use some of these younger pieces that are going to be filling in on the defensive line and a Savion Jones, maybe a Mike Jones who hasn't been able to uh, to get in the rotation consistently in the defensive line. I expect LSU to use those pieces to sell out to stop the run. And I think another thing too here, the key is LSU's got to get up early offensively. Cause what do you do whenever you're down bad? You got to throw the football. You got to cr- try and create those chunk plays in the air. So what LSU has got to do is get up early, make stops defensively and try and get those big plays and move the ball down the field, get in the end zone, get some points on the board, get up early and force Purdue to do something that they don't want to do. And I have to assume what they don't want to do is throw the football. So that's the key there. And looking at, you know, what Purdue, what I can only assume Purdue is going to want to do, LSU is going to have to sell out to stop the run. LSU is going to have to get going early. But that's going to be difficult. Looking at what LSU is uh, is is dealing with today. Um, three of the, like I mentioned, three of the top pieces on the defensive line, Alligate, B.J. Ojolari, Jaquel, and Roy. It's not going to be easy to stop the run without those three. But like I mentioned, this is an opportunity for some of the young guys to step up. This is a really great opportunity for Savion Jones, Mike Jones. Like some of those younger pieces um, that, I, that I mentioned earlier, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to be able to show off truly what they can do. And then also looking at LSU's passing game, like I said, they're going to want to create those big chunk plays. Garrett Nussmeyer gets out there, which I can only assume. I think Garrett Nussmeyer will uh, will be out there a good bit today. He's going to be without three of, of his favorite targets. Kayshawn Booty, of course, out. He's declaring for the NFL draft. Jack Besh out, transferring to TCU. And Dre Jenkins also opting out. Um, declaring for the NFL draft. So it's going to be difficult for LSU's passing game. But you've got plenty of other pieces. You know, expect Malik Neighbors to have a big day. Expect Chris Hilton to have a big day. A guy who maybe didn't really light up this season statistically. I think Chris Hilton could be the, you know, one of the biggest candidates, one of the best candidates to kind of fill in Kayshawn Booty's role. Um that will be left since he's going to the NFL draft. So LSU is going to have their fair share of of difficulties or challenges today given the players that they will not have but um i would say overall with lsu's opt-outs versus purdue's lsu is set up in a better position than purdue will be just considering the talent on this teams so coming up next i will make my official prediction for the citrus bowl again lsu purdue taking on um Taking on each other in the Citrus Bowl today at noon central. So coming up next, I want to pick those games. But before we do that, 
I want to tell you about Bet Online. So, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. So, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You've got pro football, college bowl season, which is winding down in the next few days, basketball, both at the pro and college levels. They've got it all at betonline.net. So, if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get into it because LSU has a really big opportunity today to get to 10 wins on the season. And I go back to a Brian Kelly press conference earlier this season, and I believe it was going into the Texas A&M game. That would make sense. Um, Going into the Texas A&M game, talking about what does that mean for you? to get to to have the potential to win 10 games in the regular season. And Brian Kelly said, you know, we don't really look at it like that. We don't look at it like, oh, you know, 10 games is the threshold that we want to reach because this team has loftier expectations. Fair. And I understand that. And I think on the coaching side of things, you can't really necessarily think about that. You don't think about, oh, we have to get to 10 wins and that's going to be enough or that's going to be sufficient or, oh, a nine win season is a failure. But I think uh, us as college football fans, and I think the college football world in general, looks at 10-win teams differently. I at least view a 10-win season like, okay, that was a really good season for you. I look at 10 wins being the threshold to, okay, you weren't just a good team. You were a pretty darn great team. So I think that this opportunity to get to 10 wins is huge. I also think that this poses a wonderful opportunity for some of these young guys to be able to prove, hey, I can I can compete for a starting spot next year. LSU has so much talent coming in in the 2023 class next year. I can only assume that some of the younger guys on this team that will get opportunities today, that haven't gotten a ton of opportunities throughout the regular season, I think that this will give them such a, a great leg up and looking at it like, hey, look, I have the opportunity to go out and, and, and show out in a bowl game against a legitimate college football opponent. It'll allow me to get a leg up and have that be in the coach's minds going into spring ball to get a starting spot over some of these really talented four and five stars that LSU has coming in next year. So that's what's on on the line here for LSU. A 10-win season going out in the 2022 season on a high note. Going out of the 2022 season, going 0-3 in your last three I don't think it's necessarily fair or indicative of the season that LSU really had, of how good LSU looked at at times this season, at how much LSU really had improved week over week and game over game. And of course, it wasn't lateral, but I believe that the team that was fielded against Georgia in the SEC championship was much, much, much improved than the team that we saw against Florida State in New Orleans earlier this season. So I think that going out on a high note, not finishing 0-3 in the last three games of the season, getting you know to a 10-win season, 10-4, and four, solid season, a berth to the SEC championship, really impressive in Brian Kelly's first year. And also, hey, young guys, you want to start next year? You want your opportunity? You want to get more snaps and you want to be a starter every single week? That starts today. The 2023 season starts today. Your audition is today. So go out there and make something of it. But overall, I I think that this game would have been interesting if both teams were at full strength. If Aiden O'Connell was out there, if Purdue had all of their offensive pieces out there today, 
I would have been way more interested. And I think that this game would have been a little bit more of a back and forth because it would have been a, a solid offense, a solid pass heavy offense against a really good defense against a defense that's been pretty solid against the pass all season long. But looking at what Purdue won't have, not just their head coach, which I is, is I think an underrated aspect of this, but their starting quarterback, their leading receiver, and their second leading receiver in their tight end. I don't think you take away over half of your passing offense, and that's just like a seamless transition to a sixth-year quarterback who's only going to have his third start of the season against some of their twos and threes. They're kind of B and C teams. I don't think that you overcome that. Now, LSU has a fair share of their pieces that they'll be missing today, but I think that Purdue has just lost too much manpower, has lost too much of their of the core of this who this team is, not just offensively, but the team as a whole. I think that that's just way too much for Purdue to overcome. I think LSU had more talent on their team even when both teams were at full strength. But you take out three of their most talented players, I think the LSU just has way too much talent. I think this LSU team just plays way too physical. I think LSU wins big today. The spread on the sports book right now, I believe, of LSU 14, minus 14 and a half. And that spread has has grew by leaps and bounds. It opened at like five and a half, went up to 10 and a half, all the way up to 14 and a half. That's a little bit too much for my liking to actually put money on. But really, honestly, I would not be surprised if LSU wins by more than two touchdowns. I don't like the little 14 and a half hook there. But I wouldn't be surprised to see this be like a 35-10 game I think LSU just has way too much depth way too much talent and this LSU defense is just way too physical I also think that this Purdue team hasn't faced a mobile quarterback and I I, I talk about Jaden Daniels I mean Garrett Nussmeyer has proved his mobility as well of course Jaden Daniels is going to be better with his feet better with his legs has proven to be better with his legs than Garrett Nussmeyer has been but that's not a you know a bold statement. I think Jaden Daniels is probably one of the best running quarterbacks in college football. Um, but either way, whatever quarterback Purdue faces today, it's, it's going to be a mobile battle. It's going to be difficult for Purdue to stop the run, the quarterback run. So I think overall, it's just, I think LSU is going to physical Purdue. I think LSU has more talent than Purdue. I think this LSU defense has a freaking day against some of these Purdue backups. And no, it's not going to be LSU's A-team. You're not going to have B. Joe Gillard. You're not going to have Allie Gay. You're not going to have Jaquel and Roy. But still, even without those three starters, this LSU defense is going to feast. So actually, I'm going to make that my, my official score prediction today. I think LSU wins it 35-14. I think LSU becomes Citrus Bowl champions. I think LSU gets to 10 wins on the season. And I think after today, we're all in, even today, even today, we're all in on 2023, trying to see what this team's going to shape out to be in the 2023 season. Because I think today we get a little bit of a glimpse of just how bright this team's future will be in 2023. But everybody, enjoy the game today. Again, LSU taking on Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a good one. I hate that it's in the middle of the day on a Monday, but hey, you get what you get. And I'm excited to see what LSU has from some of their younger guys today. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen today. 
Make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.